Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop. Oh my goodness, I haven't seen you guys in so long. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. Kyle, how's it going? It's going. It is going. Yeah, yeah, we hit record and everything. Can't stop. I now. know, I know. We might have jumped the gun a little bit. Did you read your stories? <laughs> no, not even. Just yeah, me neither. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> might be a lot of pausing this episode. Listen, I'm American. I don't have time to read the whole story. I read the headline. I know what the rest says. I fill in the blanks with my gut. It's all yeah. good. If you, how can you have a good hot take if you're well informed? <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely ruins all the hot takes. The China oh. Shop School of Journalism. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't get yourself bogged down in, with facts and details, kids. This, this, that's for this, the nerds at NASA. <laughs> somebody says, uh, somebody comes to me with facts, and I'm like, whatever, nerd. <laughs> whatever, nerd. Yeah, yeah. Give them a wedgie. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm, the, I'm actually the nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Who am I kidding? Yeah, I read all mine. I, I, yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, we we were in advanced computer science in the '90s, Kyle. Uh, I think uh, I, th- I don't think yeah. anybody's thinking we were the jocks. No, my zero-hour class was typing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on into the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize those gains and cut those losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our Knowledge and Resource Center on financialnet2.com, or you can give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links down in the episode description. Best place to be, though, is head on over to our Discord server. Amazing people get on there every day. It's really an awesome place to be, and it's completely free. No paid tiers or special access areas, because fuck that shite. Right? Free free to the listeners, not necessarily free to us. <laughs> ah, yes. No, it costs us money, for sure. A <laughs> little yeah. bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Free to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, when you do get on that server, Kyle, what, what should they do? If they've just joined the server, it's their first time, what do they do? 
Well, the first thing they should do is say hi to everybody after they've read the uh, the rules that say don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> right. After that, uh, there is some instructions in there. You just shoot me a DM with your private mailing address, which we mm-hmm. will not save or use for any other reason than just to send you a nice gift to say welcome aboard. Yes. Yes. Uh, when and what's uh what's our tally at now? How much swag have we sent out? Oh God, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. I still have plenty to give out though. And if well, you yeah, want, uh, if you want to get your hands on some more of that stuff, check out the shop. Yeah, we got a shop, the shop shop, China shop maybe, shop. Maybe you don't want to fuck around with the Discord. You can just send us money. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, regardless, if you send us money, we're really glad you're here. We have a lot of fun. It's always better with friends. It's a really wonderful time. Listen, Dan, some people want a free beer koozie and some people want a $5 beer koozie. Who am I to argue with them? Don't argue with them, Kyle. Just ship them that beer koozie. <laughs> uh, speaking of beer koozies, do we have any show news to report? What does that have? Okay. Uh, it, it has nothing, but I was setting it up with the word wonderful and then it was lost back in time. I was like, <laughs> shit, now, now how am I going to segue? <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up Monday, we've got a special bonus edition of the Trade Runners episode. Uh, this is probably going to be the last one of the series. It is a special one where we got three of our members of the Discord, Bear Goes Long, Joel, and Purdue to join in. We all took Rich's trading assessment and then discussed the results with him. That episode will have video and be available on our YouTube as well. It's coming Monday. Fantastic. Uh, talk to Drew Spavetna. Uh, that will be coming out the following week, and that was a really fun conversation. Uh, then after that, we've got Blaine McCauley from Penny Lane Blaine podcast and right. that will wrap up the next three weeks of, uh, releases. Yeah. It'll get us into the summer. All right. Oh fuck. Is it summer already? Yeah, it is. God, it is. that's nuts. Oh, well, I know, but All right. fear not Kyle. Cause today it's not summer. Today we have got a public pungent pugnacious show. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than Disney's got legal tricks. No, oh, I heard they're uh, really making their, their lobbyists uh, go to work. <laughs> yeah. I heard they, they told them they need to go get their shit done or together and, you know, fight something. I didn't see what they were fighting, but... <laughs> uh, the, the Florida state government is, is trying to undo all of the special deals Disney's gotten for the last 60 years. Oh god, yeah. Okay, that's right. Bit, yep, bit by bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, but D- Disney keeps like <laughs> keeps being one step ahead of them. Uh, it's become kind of a fun little farce down there. Uh, right. But Disney can't win forever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, reach out to us. We do love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. That is Florida. <laughs> Remember, Florida was just Florida man jokes. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> Uh, if uh, send us those messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, uh, on our Discord, got that link for you in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to two bulls at financialneptitude.com. That's the number two, B U L L S, two bulls at financialneptitude.com. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you just bought a haunted house, but when you try to turn it into a tourist trap, those darn ghosts just won't spook when you want them to. I don't think I ever saw that movie. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh God, I don't. I I saw that as a kid. I do not remember that movie at all, other than the oh. part where they pulled their noses out to make yeah. their faces look all weird. That's the only thing I remember about that movie. 
Well, then, then I probably could have done it from the actual protagonist's point of view and you still wouldn't get it. You probably would have read the back of the movie cover and I probably still wouldn't have got it. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton stars as Beetlejuice. What I can't remember. If, was that considered a good movie or is that a campy movie? Oh, I, I loved it as a kid. That's I what I remember. I remember having good memories of it. I I don't know if it hold up, though. I mean, Michael Keaton's performance is a classic. Michael Keaton's been in a lot of good shit, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. All right, but this isn't yeah. reminisce about Michael Keaton's career. This is oh, it's not. It's not welcome. Welcome back to, to inside the actor studio today. We reminisce about Michael Keaton. Feels like we've been doing that all day. <laughs> all right, should we talk about uh, some bet results? Yeah, yeah. We better get. We better talk about those bet results. All right. Well, we went long with Yum C. Opened the week at sixty three dollars and sixty four cents. Bounced around in the nice tight range before hitting our stop loss on Friday at sixty one seventy five. Uh, so the total is now oh. dropped down to four hundred eight dollars and ninety two cents. Oh, I thought Yum was going to do it for us, Kyle. I thought so too. It was looking really good up until uh, Friday. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, on the positive side, though, random didn't do much better. Uh, they went with BLDP, which opened the week at four ninety seven on Monday, closed at four fifty nine. So random is still sitting. They're still ahead, but it's now within striking distance. Uh, they're at four fifty three fifty eight. Okay, so we only need a fifteen percent move. Yes, and for <laughs> random to not. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, we can we can make seven and a half percent, and random can lose seven and a half percent. Where they... yes, that works too. Or actually, yeah. random can lose less because the percentages are bigger for the higher total. The math is weird. That oh way. yeah, 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 yeah. They lose five percent. Right, right. Mm-hmm. All right, so no pressure. Oh, and then also you you mentioned uh, messages. Uh, Jeremy was kind enough to reach out with some stock suggestions, so we'll take a look at those when we get to picking our bet. All right. Hey, thanks, Jeremy. Yes. Anytime we don't have to do work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we're a fan. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Should All right. we uh, should move on to some news? Yeah. Let's talk about some news. Let's do it. Do it to it. Get down. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skipping to bulls trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, Dan. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? Okay, what should we start with here? Uh, um, well... I know what I consider the largest thing of news that nobody in my personal life that I talk to about it seems to care about. No. Uh, the dollar's dominance as a reserve currency eroded last year at 10 times the pace seen in the last two decades. Wow. We were, I was just talking with Eric about uh, uh, another country adopt. I think Brazil uh, has now 
got the yuan as their second largest reserve currency overtaking the euro like it's the dollar seems to be weakening yeah people seem to be moving away from it or wanting to at least it it's been eroding for two decades but then it just sped up last year uh when we did all the sanctions against russia hmm hmm uh almost like we Almost like we split the world into uh, uh, sides. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, right, right. And that companies trying to play both sides and be middle ground, they're hedging their bets by, like you said, with Brazil. They're adding one. It's, maybe it's not their number one, but they, they want to have no, some. No, it's not anywhere near number one, but yeah. They want to have some on hand mm-hmm. just in case. Yeah. Wow. Uh, in 2003, the world reserves was about two-thirds uh, dollars. In uh, 2021, we're down to 47%. I wonder if that decline is in line with like other economies. Like, Is that in line with our share, our GDP share of like the world economy? That like, as know. more countries lift up and uh, become you know, more economic, I guess, level... I don't know. What's the word? What's the word there? Like as China develops and India develops and all these other economies start to grow, like, is that eroding our share too? Um, well, the only thing that would erode our share is, is people using either the, like the Indian rupee or the Chinese yuan mm-hmm. as the, as a, as an exchange currency. I don't think it right, doesn't right. affect what's being bought and sold, but what currency is being used to buy and sell it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So really, it just becomes a preference of what do we feel is going to be the stable currency, the most valuable currency. Well, I know if I had to pick, if I had to pick between dollars, rubles, and yuan, I'm picking dollars. Yeah. Well, luckily, um, you know, good. <laughs> luckily, I can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> I can and do. Uh, yeah. It's it's that that to me is a huge shift in from two, in the last twenty years. Two thirds to yeah. to forty seven percent. We're it's not the way you want to go, <laughs> and I don't I don't I don't see I I I personally feel like some of our inflation is coming from this. Hmm. The demand How for do the mean? dollar, like if you think about the value, like we do often do in stock as as demand driven. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, what we're seeing is if you think of the dollar like a stock, these countries, it used to be in high demand and everybody wanted some and they had some. So we have this supply. There's a there's a we issued a total countable amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. That dollar has the like it's not pegged to anything. Right. It's it's value is floating. Uh, we try to peg at things, but it's not like we don't, we're not on the gold reserve or anything. Right, right. So as like, say, China says, oh, I don't I don't want the, the this. I'm not going to hold this many dollars anymore. Where do those dollars go? Right. Where does the Yeah, they they're back, back. In, in our system. They go they somewhere. Go somewhere. Right. And odds are it's going it to end. It's ended up in our system and it's there's more dollars and less international demand. And so the value of our dollar inflates my hmm. the, it's my personal theory sure sure hmm. i don't know nearly enough about how currencies work to be able to say whether that sounds it sounds reasonable yeah yeah and it ma- it welcome makes sense. to the heart of the china shop it, that sounds reasonable i know right <laughs> okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll run with that, that.
They need to get a currency expert in here All next right. time. Yeah, do it. Yeah, let's see if I can find one. Problem is, I, my eyes just glaze over when people start talking about how that actually is supposed to oh, work. Right, right. Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it works because we say it works. <laughs> okay, I guess that sounds really fragile. <laughs> it does. It it is. It it works. It's 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 like Tinkerbell. Like it works because we believe in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's such an apt analogy. Uh, what do you got? Oh Bob? man. Okay. Well, I was reading up on uh, some of the just. I guess speculation about what the Fed's going to do in their next meeting. Uh, and there was some optimism like a week ago when the banks were releasing some good, some good results. But now I think they're saying that the first quarter earnings season is it's generous to describe it as mixed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the question is what the, the article I'm looking at is talking about whether the Fed's pause and cut, um, uh, like the thesis, like that's what the people believe the rally that we're experiencing right now is based on the idea that the Fed is going to pause and then cut this year, mm. which if you look at the uh, Fed watch tool, I think you, I haven't checked it recently, but uh, it'll show you the percentages of what chance they say that uh, we're going to hike or cut or hold in place. So they're still pricing in another rate hike on May 3rd, another 25 bips is what is likely uh, but the odds of another hike in June are only at 21%. So cuts are still being deemed likely by fall. Mm. Now, what's interesting is the a uh, couple of analysts that, that are quoted in here. One of them is Austin Pickle, which other than being a great name, uh, he's saying that any pop from indications that a monetary tightening cycle is over is likely to be short-lived. So he showed a chart that shows the S&P's performance around the end of the past five rate hiking cycles and how it fared until the barometer's subsequent notable low. He said that the chart illustrates that since 1989, stocks have rallied after the hiking cycle headwind is removed. Historically, though, outside of the 1995 no-landing scenario, the rally fizzles out and stocks are dragged lower as the macro environment deteriorates. Mm. So... Uh, then there's one other point in here. Okay, so while two months from the last hike to first cut is obviously not unprecedented, such action would likely require a stock market crash like 1987. The current banking turmoil to deepen like 1984's Continental Illinois episode, a recession in the midst of one of the greatest interest rate spikes of all time like 1980, or 1974's classic Burns blunder, where recession and inflation collided with the American president on the verge of resignation, creating complete governmental chaos. So the title of this is like, be careful what you wish for talking about a fed pause. Mm. <laughs> I, he's saying that first of all, if the fed, when the fed does actually shift to the pause and cut cycle, that, uh, that's not necessarily, uh, history doesn't show that to be bullish for stocks. And then the second thing is for the fed to be cutting anytime soon, it's going to require some really, really bad shit to happen. Right, right, <laughs> right. So yeah, I don't know what to root for anymore now. Well, I'm not I'm not necessarily rooting for anything, but I I my gut is still steady. Like anytime that Fed speaks, it's gonna be bad news this year. Like right. and and I feel like right. that story you just told us lines right up with that. Like, hey guys, if <laughs> you want cuts, it's not gonna happen. And if it does, we're fucked. If it does, then there's we got bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, we got bigger problems. 
<laughs> All right, what else you got for uh, for general news? Um, Chile is uh, looking to take state control over its lithium supply. Oh, that is probably not good for any companies that own mines out there. <laughs> yes, uh, SQM and Albemarle Corp are uh, two of the country's dominant lithium miners. And uh, Chilean president said on Thursday, uh, "Mine, <laughs> they <laughs> give it back. <laughs> they want they want to they want to shift to a model with uh, Chile holding a controlling interest in all projects." through a public company that would partner with these private mining firms. How the fuck is that going to work? That's still not good. So it, it, that can't be good, right? For well, them? you know, for the mining company, it's the, the, the state coming in and saying, Hey, those mineral interests that you acquired, however, you bought them, traded, whatever you, there was a cost. Yeah. Uh, they're actually still ours and you just get to rent them. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's really gonna f- like on the one hand, like uh, it's always a risk whenever you do business in another yep. country. The risk of nationalization, mm-hmm. but you gotta th- like is China is Chile? Sorry, not China. Is Chile shooting themselves in the foot here by doing this? Like, is this gonna? You think that this would keep other people from trying to go out there and you know develop? Well, I think I think they waited long enough to where lithium just is that demand. The demand is there. It's not mm-hmm. going away. Waited for the mines to get up and running Every, before they take the them over. The <laughs> infrastructure, like the ball's rolling. <laughs> yes. They're not going to be like, okay, well, we're not going to use, use lithium. Mexico already did this, by the way. Mexico already nationalized its oh, really? lithium deposits like a year ago. Really? Yeah. yeah. So they're not even the first to, to be doing this. But I think that's... I wonder how often this happens then, because maybe, maybe we need to be looking at lithium as like a, like a national security kind of thing. Like we talked about with semiconductors mm. like not have like being reliant on outsiders to produce our semiconductors uh, we realized that that was a problem maybe that's maybe lithium is that you know in demand or especially as you know solar and batteries become more and more important in day to day so we, we need to make it a more of a priority to make domestic lithium maybe hey i'm or that's just what they're doing that's like you know what we don't want to rely on the outside world for this especially if it's a another company's or another country's company that's taking your resources and you know selling it to the world using them for somebody <laughs> else yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i uh you know i'm i'm all about the lithium over in california in the salton sea but but that should mm-hmm. that should yeah, yeah. slow down i wonder if if moves like this will get it to pick back up interesting uh, something to keep an eye absolutely. on absolutely uh, most of the lithium, there's they actually have a, like a something called the lithium triangle in South America with Chile, Argentina, Bolivia, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all making pushes to have a greater public sector stake in their minerals. Mm-hmm. Anyway, more more nationalization coming. Yes, this, this looks like the way yep. of the future. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, last one that I had to talk about actually comes from Purdue. He uh, posted this uh, like yesterday. Uh, coming Monday, Wall Street is getting a new fear gauge. Ooh. So uh, most people should be familiar with the VIX, the volatility index, which is also commonly referred to as the fear gauge. Uh, but now we get the Scooby Doo uh, gauge. What? Well, no, this is a one-day VIX. Instead of the VIX, it's so just a VIX. It's, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So here's the problem. So like a month ago when the crazy banking crisis thing was going on. Yeah. Uh, people watching the VIX watched it like not really do much. Like you would think that if people are getting fearful as a, we're on the verge of a banking crisis, that things should be going crazy. Yeah. Problem is the VIX is based on derivatives that expire in 23 to 37 days in the future. So the idea or the theory here is that uh, with the growth of zero day to expiration options contracts, that VIX is not moving fast enough to be able to capture that. So that's the idea oh, of okay. that's the idea of making this one day VIX sentiment. Right. We so it's nothing that's tradable, but it's something that we should be able to start monitoring. It'll get tradable. It maybe, yeah, Eventually. probably. Probably will. But this is something that I think we need probably need to start paying attention to. Yeah, I didn't realize the VIX was, you know, twenty eight days out. Uh, I, I knew it was based off in futures, uh, and I guess there is another one that they offer that's a nine-day version. It's called VIX 9D. Uh, that has regularly traded at higher levels than the VIX this year. So there's some. There's already some. Yeah. I guess there's some merit to the idea that already have precedent. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. So yeah, that should be taking effect on Monday. Should be able to start watching that. I'm definitely going to put that on a chart and just kind of pay attention to it and see. See if there's a, a way to use that because anytime something new comes out like that, I think you want to be one of the first adopters. Oh, oh, of of utilizing the tool or trying to trade the tool. Right, right, yeah, especially because zero DTEs are not going anywhere. Oh, I think too many people yeah. like them. <laughs> <laughs> you see, as much money is going into these things, they're not they're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. All right. Um. Anything else? No, no. I'm I'm eager to get to these advertisements, or do we call oh. them advertisements? I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, where tomato, are tomato, we? Tomato. We're right, just tomato, tomato. We're between regular news and stock news. No, no. I mean, in the world. Oh, where are we in the world? What do they not? Yeah, we're in America. It'd be advertisements in America, advertisements in Europe. What about Australia? Probably advertisements. Advertisements, you dumb cunt. Ripper. Ripper. <laughs> All right. Hit them. Mm. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Woo! Stock time! Now it's talk about stocks time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All the 
blood was saying it's still not advice. Stop time. Please don't sue us. All right, uh, let's see. You want to you want to kick us off in some stock news? Um. Well, you know, since uh, I was dropping some hard k sounds, I guess I should start by uh, letting you know, Kyle, the popular family-owned convenience store chain in the Midwest, the Come and Go, has been sold. Yeah. I laugh every time I drive by yeah. those. The like, Come okay. and Go. Yeah, I thought it was a joke when somebody showed me I a figure. I thought so too. I was like, what movie is that from? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a movie. That's 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 from my vacation last summer. Like, what? To the come and go? Is it like a jerk off store? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like I really think they dropped the ball when they came up with the spelling of come. Like if you're going like come and go, like O M E. <laughs> not U M. Hey, well, it, it, I think it was a family name. It was Roger Come. Oh, okay. He married Edith Go. Yeah, Roger, yeah, yeah. Roger, come and eat it. Go. Okay, okay. Oh God, that'd be hilarious if that was true. Why does everybody giggle at our sign? Right. I don't know, Roger, but it's a darn good business. It's very popular with truckers. <laughs> we're getting, we're seeing a lot of business in the shower. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay, so who are they selling this to, and why? Uh, Salt Lake City-based Maverick. Uh, is they're going on a, a acquisition spree, also acquiring Solar Transport, a tank truck carrier, and logistic provider that was previously owned by the Kraus Group, according to hmm. a news release. Uh, so I think the Mormons are buying the Come and Go, maybe just to change the name. We'll see. Are we, <laughs> are we assuming it's Mormons because it's Salt Lake City, or they yes. actually have? Uh, is this like their? investment arm uh, I, I have no idea uh okay. maverick without a c they are not a publicly traded company though uh somebody is suing the mormon church for all of its investing i did see that i think we talked <laughs> about that we, we, yeah we probably did yeah it's like you wait how you if you're going to be investing start paying taxes <laughs> right <laughs> no otherwise shit. otherwise my church to hermes that needs to be a thing yeah yeah church of the old gods uh, did you see the story about the uh, France getting pissed at uh, Molson Coors, or more specifically Miller High Life? No, that's my favorite beer, the champagne yeah. of beers. Yeah, I like that the, is exactly. I like the fizzy, that is fizzy fizzy exactly bubbles. why they're pissed at them. Oh, uh, what? Yes, uh, they. <laughs> So uh, the the trade body defending the interests of houses and growers of the northeastern French sparkling wine because to be champagne it has to mm -hmm. come from the city of Champagne right otherwise it's just sparkling wine yeah uh, Belgian customs crushed more than two thousand cans of Miller High Life <laughs> Wait, because it said the champagne of beers on it yep yep the Comité Champagne asked for the destruction of a shipment of 2,352 cans on the grounds that the century-old motto used by the American brewery infringes on the protected designation of origin, Champagne. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was destined for Germany. That's it's even more bizarre about this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, High Life is good beer, all right? I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill. I, I yeah. enjoy that beer. I love the I fizzy, I fizzy nature of that beer. Uh, I love mm. that it's cheap as hell. 
<laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah. So uh, the buyer in buyer in Germany was informed he did not contest it. He didn't get what? Yeah, I don't know. I I'd be pretty pissed. I think he didn't contest it. You had two thousand beers coming to you that you paid for, and the customs yeah. is like, uh, this label's shifty. It's got no, a motto a, that we can't have. <laughs> and and why did they wait a hundred years? That's what I want to know. Or is this the first time somebody's actually tried to ship high life to Europe? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> it can't be the first time, can it? <laughs> 2352. I got to see if this is divisible by 24. Yeah, 98 cases. That's what it is. 98, 24 packs. Yeah, yeah. 196 12 packs. I I mean, if you're in Germany, I mean, I assume this isn't a brewer. This just has to be a fan of the beer, right? I think it was a setup. Oh. (laughs) If they didn't contest it. Right, Kyle, right. Who, who's buying a pallet of beer and Customs seizes it and they're just like, eh. Eh, whatever. I didn't eh. really want it. I just, I just wanted to give it a shot. Well, in the images, you can see them kind of pouring it into a giant tote, so maybe they're just getting rid of the cans and sending them the beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's yeah. your bag of beer, eh? The funny thing is uh, a German immigrant is the one who founded Miller Brewing Company in the 1850s. <laughs> Frederick Miller, yeah. Fred Miller was German guy. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. Send, sending his beer back to the motherland. This is just France getting revenge for That's all that so German weird. antagonism. That's so weird because no one in their right mind would confuse fine French champagne and Miller High Life. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, who's who's cracking open a can of Miller High Life and saying, "Well, those French fucks, they don't know what they're doing." <laughs> or who's accidentally buying Miller High Life thinking like, oh, damn it, I thought I was getting I needed a wedding celebration this is supposed to be for the toast <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> Roy, I asked you to get champagne well, said champagne on the front of the can I thought it was close enough close enough god damn it <laughs> yeah, yeah how dare how dare Miller be smirched the fine region of Champagne, France? <laughs> All right, you got any other uh, story? Any good stories? Any real ones other um, than the comedy that we've just been doing? <laughs> yes, Chat GPT has been found to be able to accurately parse Fed statements and anticipate stock moves from corporate news. No oh, shit. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, GPT-4, released in mid- mid-March, more likely to agree with humans than GPT-3. <laughs> and somebody did a study and found that it uh, can make strong stock predictions based on corporate news. Um, didn't I also see, too, that you post something about SAP incorporating chat GPT as well? Yes, yes. I was going to get there, but okay, we'll jump there now. All right. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, business software maker SAP. Uh, they're on, I think, the German exchange. Uh, they do trade on the U.S. too, because I do remember trading options in them. They just don't see a whole lot of volume. Yeah, they uh, they announced uh, three thousand job cuts in January, and now they're saying that they're integrating ChatGPT into their software. Ah, oh, interesting. Oh, wow. They. Had, they must have uh, had earnings today, too, because they have spiked nicely. People like ChatGPT. Oh, no shit. Pretty sure that news article came out uh, today, the day we're recording. 
Uh, yeah, I think so, because it looks like they reported their earnings this morning. Um, good ones, too. Uh, beat the EPS by 15%. Revenue beat by about almost 2%. So this study took 500 sentences from Fed policy statements and asked ChatGPT to sort them based on five categories. Dovish, mostly dovish, neutral, mostly hawkish, and hawkish. Okay. Without any prior training, the AI outperformed uh, an, a BERT, another language model used in finance, BERT, no and was closely shit. aligned to the way four human reviewers categorized the sentences. Moreover, it was able to provide a reasonable justification for its choices. Huh. Yeah. Wow. S- such as, this sentence indicates the committee's expectation to start implementing its balance sheet normalization program soon, which is a clear signal of tightening monetary policy as long as the economy evolves as anticipated. Well, I guess it makes sense that it'd be good at that since it's a language model, right? Right. It's what it's it designed should, to do. Yeah. It should be able to interpret language. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who also, knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe they're using chat GPT to write their statements. We ever think about that? Oh, I did not think about that, Kyle. No, no, I did not. Yeah. It knows, it knows what they mean because he helped write it. Because they helped write it. We know everyone's cheating using ChatGPT to do their work for them. Yeah, I know I do. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, minor aside, I saw a, a post on Reddit where some teacher was grading a paper, and the very first line of the paper was, as a language model, I can't... <laughs> I can't actually write your essay for you. But if I did, here's what it looked like. But here are some good things to consider. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like they just they left it in. Anyway. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to a news article one day that starts with, as a language model, I can't write your news article for you. <laughs> I can't comment or speculate on the quality of female lives in prison. Yeah, right. But... <laughs> If I did, oh yeah, that that story yeah, was funny. Yeah. That story was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, last thing that I was watching today that I feel like we should probably discuss is AT and T uh, had, I think it's worst day since two thousand. Yikes! Yeah. So that's embarrassing. In, that's from Thursday. They had earnings out, and it was not good. And their free cash flow, I think, was what the main cause they're pointing to. The company was expecting or estimated that they'd have three point zero two billion. Uh, they actually reported one billion for the quarter. Oh, so that's yeah. Oh. Whoops. And the big thing that AT&T has is a solid dividend that they've been paying and the loss of two thirds of the expected free cash. People are questioning their ability to be able to pay that dividend now. Yeah. Yeah. But the interesting thing about this is there's a couple different analysts are pointing out that they think the market is overreacted and they're taking bullish stances on it. Uh, HSBC was one and we know how amazing those people are. <laughs> uh, Wells Fargo wrote that it was way overdone. Uh, and then Bank of America was even more emphatic. They wrote that there is, quote, no fundamental explanation for how the stock was, quote, again, historically down, end quote, on Thursday. Uh, it did add that positioning by hedge funds was, quote, the only explanation, end quote, and that the valuation is compelling. 
Oh, so. but the hedge funds are betting against them? <laughs> right. Why? Uh, yeah. The whole thing is kind of bizarre. Take a look at the stock. It had a... I'm looking at it now. It had a huge chunk of its drop in the pre-market hours. Yeah. When the earnings happened. So, like, you wouldn't have been able to get the whole move on an options run. But, I mean, it went from a high of $19.86 to a low of $70.56. So, yeah, I mean, like it's a 10% it's swing. But it's a stock that doesn't typically move that much. Yeah. Or, well, didn't used to, I guess. I'm looking back at the stock chart, and it doesn't look that unprecedented. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 a big move, but it's it's had a few it's happened yeah. it's happening yeah. more lately. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh but I mean I don't know, that one might be kind of interesting for a long idea. Might have to uh put that one in the back or on the watch list to pay attention to here. Um uh, it's but this one thing I've learned about stocks, Dan, is if it falls 20%, it's likely to go right back up to that price immediately afterwards. Immediately after, yeah, the next day. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. I mean, I'm just saying it was it was down at like 14-something in October 2022. Yeah. I think all those banks are saying, no, no, it's a great time to buy because they're looking to unload. Well, they did say that their subscriber numbers are actually uh, still healthy, even though they are just decelerating i guess that doesn't sound all that bullish either (laughs) (laughs) we swear everything's okay analyst eric lubchow he wrote while questions over the fcf will persist we would buy the dip (laughs) i I think this is what i'm just gonna watch yeah 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 it 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 definitely Pull pull back below some previous lows. Yeah, so this could, below the moving average too, the two hundred day. Yeah, I think this is the start of a of, of a of a bear trend for AT and T. It's still in balance though. Until it drops below that seventeen fifty that you marked, uh, mm-hmm. I would say it's still within a balance that it's been in since basically the end of October. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, watch, wait, and see. Well, maybe it was too late. Maybe they already bought the dip. Maybe it's too late to take advantage of that now. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's I think it's about to start a big. I think this is this is the start of yeah. a big bear run. Maybe 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 like Ford, you can pick some up under ten at some point. Right, right. All right, should we uh, should we go on to some crypto? Ooh, let's do it. I got some crypto in my wallet. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency. All right, you want to kick us off, Dan? Uh, yeah, after this hawkish inflation data, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Dogecoin have all dropped. Hmm. Aren't they supposed to be a hedge? I thought they were supposed to be a hedge, too. 
but you know, t- gold was spot gold was also starting to trade lower. <laughs> so, yeah, that's supposed to be a hedge too. <laughs> I don't know why this hawkish inflation data is, hmm. is, is killing. I, what what are people using to hedge inflation if it's not hard metals and it's not cryptocurrencies? Because you'd think that gold oh, would be going crazy. It's Trump NFTs. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fine, Trump NFTs. How much? Uh, how much did they drop? I, I don't think the Trump NFTs have dropped. No, not the Trump know. NFTs. The Bitcoin, oh. Ethereum, and uh, Doji. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bitcoin. Its most recent hives printed about a week ago, April fourteen, at thirty-one thousand. Um, uh, the Bitcoin's at twenty-seven thousand. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's down off of what, last uh, last December. It was sixteen thousand, seventeen thousand. Yeah, so I mean, it's still it, doing all right. It's it's pulled back a little bit, but it's yeah. nowhere near that sixty thousand. No, no, it might be a little bit before that hits again. No, 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 no. It's crypto though. Crypto can do some weird things. It can, but pe- I feel like like we've hit a point where a lot of people come out and they've been talking about it, and it's not so mysterious. And uh, I think it, it's got less new money coming in. Right. 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 Well, yeah, and then no celebrity probably wants to promote it anymore now with all the <laughs> with all the lawsuits going out. <laughs> I do have a I have a, another story about those, but I think did, did you have any crypto stories? Uh, just that uh, sixty million dollars worth of Bitcoin was sent from a dormant wallet that had been sitting around, sitting untouched for the last nine years. Whoa! Yeah, back in twenty thirteen, when the price was around six hundred sixty three dollars, that wallet received a total of six thousand seventy one point five bitcoins, and just sat there for nine years. Uh, on Wednesday, the person transferred out 2,071.5 Bitcoins to a new address. Wow. So 2,000 times 27,000. So 27, almost $30 million? Yeah. This sounds to me like somebody who bought a bunch of it and then forgot about it. <laughs> You're <laughs> and right. I was like going through their old shit and be like, oh, I wonder <laughs> if that's worth anything. <laughs> Forgot I dumped nine million dollars into that or four million, whatever it was. Yeah, it's, the account should be worth about one hundred seventy-eight million right now, or as Good of Lord. when the story came out. Probably a little less now that uh, uh, after what you just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, nobody knows why. Nobody knows what's going on there. Just that uh, some whale looks like he's unloading a little bit of his position. Could you? Wow. I mean, I couldn't imagine putting four hundred dollars in. And then finding it later and being like, oh. That's what I'm hoping will happen with Skydles. I'm hoping that uh, when Elon goes and colonizes Mars and then adopts it as their currency. Oh, one day yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I wonder if we still have those. <laughs> we'll be Martian rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Martian rich, no, uh, we were talking about uh, no no celebrities left to endorse them right. anymore. Um so some guy uh, named Adam Moskowitz is leading collective lawsuits, not only against FTX, you know, the, the platform, right. the famous debacle, uh, but also Voyager Digital, which is now bankrupt, and yeah. uh, the, 
the promoters of Binance. So like Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Brady, Larry David. Hmm. But you know who uh, stands out as the only celebrity that said no and actually <laughs> asked ask the right questions? Who? Taylor Swift. What? Yeah. Good on her. Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure her dad is an investment banker in Connecticut. Ah, but she was the only one that actually asked FTX, like, are you selling unregistered securities here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's awesome. Turned down one hundred million dollars. Oh, she's my new favorite pop singer. Right, right. (laughs) Wait, are you trying to peddle unregistered securities? No, no, I'm not going to support you. We That's going to hurt people. We just wanted you to play a song. <laughs> Good for yeah. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope she writes a song about it. I think we should reach out and see if she wants to come on and talk about crypto. It sounds like she might be one of the few people out there who does know about it. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's right. shoot for the stars. Let's, let's, uh, can we get Yellow Man on that? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Put our best foot forward. <laughs> He's the closest thing we have to a reporter. Yes. <laughs> with actual integrity. <laughs> He's got the, yeah, he's the one with integrity. All right. Uh, anything else for crypto before we uh, move on? No. All right. Uh, <clears throat> what's that behind you, Dan? Oh. Ah, God. Damn it. <laughs> right in the liver. Oh, fuck. Uh, never turn your back on a Sicilian. <laughs> when... Death is on the line. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. My good was I started sim trading this week. I didn't manage to make every day, but three out of the five trading days, I woke up and traded the open at least for an hour to two hours. Uh, yeah. You, we, and, I think we were and, on the voice chat on Tuesday. We were. And I journaled. Yeah. Oh, well done. And I journaled. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh-huh. I also got to say, I noticed a, like a difference in your, just everything about the way you were approaching it when we were, you know, hanging out on, on we voice chatting. on Tuesday. Yeah. 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 Like the, there didn't seem to be nearly as much emotion involved. You were disciplined and following like the actual process, like a real plan. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see how you take it or how you, how you move well, forward with it. You know, what I started doing today was watching the 2023 Futures Trade Pro courses. Oh, how so, are those? So, you know, I got my got my feet wet this week with some sim trading with a very, very simple, straightforward tra- strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, drawing levels from pro- buying profile edges when I see a delta divergence, enter trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I'm watching through uh, and, you know, had good results with that so yeah decided this morning watch through those future ones that uh, vico did they're great they're great that's awesome i uh i was like oh i'm gonna watch these market structure ones but i know i know what he's gonna say it's i'm gonna be bored but no it's it's (laughs) it's of course well worth it it's like oh yeah i do know market structure but it never (laughs) hurts always good for a refresher Right. And like, it's like, oh, okay. I didn't think I was going to be learning anything here. Let me grab my, let me grab my pen and take some, 
you remember the first time you went through their courses and you did the same thing, I think? You're like, ah, I probably should skip this first video. You know, you know what I want to see? I'm going to take it all in, I think I is the mentality to, you had. Yeah. Right? It's a class. I'm showing up for a class. This is the first class and I got to sit here for the whole class. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's definitely worth it. I'm, I'm eager to get through them. Fucking great week, man. Sounds like you had a great week. I, I did. I did. How about, how about you? How, how did your week go? Oh, it's been a bit of a struggle the last two weeks. Um, I'm going to tie my goods to my bad and ugly. Yikes. That's so always fun. If you want to do your bad and ugly first or. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That way it's, it's even Steven. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my, my bad would have to be when I took my set score. Hold on. I've actually got it. Yeah, I, I took, took, yeah, yeah. <laughs> set score really low. Demoralized from getting stopped out just before the big move I anticipated. I got stopped out on my t- a top tick today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Top tick right before the big push down of the day. Uh, this I morning. hate when that happens. Yeah, and set score really low. Demoralized, yeah. right? So what, mm-hmm. do you, what, what do you think I did? Uh, revenge trade? Oh, this is probably my ugly. Yeah. I, oh, uh, no. Not, not, not even on my system. I entered based on a DOM trade. Yeah. Oh. So the journal says entered based on a DOM action on a low set score, ending for the day. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, good job stopping after that. Like, yeah, it'd been better if you had stopped when you took the score and realized, like, oh, I probably should. That's when I should have stopped. That's when you should have. But you yeah. stopped after that. You didn't yeah. keep compounding the mistake. When, right because it's such a simple training plan like i didn't mm-hmm. i wasn't at a level and there wasn't a, a giant delta divergence right 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 so right. it's like oh oh shit well why did i take that trade oh i was revenge trading shit this is why you don't trade when your set scores off oh man such good awareness dude that's fucking yeah. phenomenal so, so hopefully that ugly can be a good yeah i would call that good I mean, there's stuff to take away. There's ways to improve, but you also, you know, you did what you're supposed to do. Uh, it's really, I cannot understate the importance of identifying where I personally went off course for the day. Yeah. Because now in the future, like if you're going to take trading seriously and you're going to succeed, uh, you have to follow discipline. You got to follow your plan. You got to have the discipline to follow that plan and seeing those moments like rich sharing his stuff is so huge Mm -hmm. like yeah seeing those moments of like oh wait it was my emotions that pushed me into that bad trade also keep in mind too you just learned to trigger so now you know when something similar happens because it's going to happen again right it's just a matter of time unless you give up and quit trading tomorrow you're going to experience the same setup like top tick stop Lost. Yeah. I need. I need to. I need to go walk away for like ten minutes to meditate or something. I actually make sure I note in my journal and my trade logs when I get a top tick fill, just so mm. I have something I can go back and reference when I get stopped out by a tick. Like, look, it happens the other way. Here's proof. <laughs> right. Right. It's not always against me. Sometimes it's for me. Sometimes it's I benefit from it. It's just random. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so my bad. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, the eval account over the last two weeks, I've given back all the gains. 
so it has gone from about halfway to profitability and, and qualification to basically back to maybe slightly draw down based on commissions. Uh, the good I'm taking from this is that I have still been able to click the button even when experiencing a drawdown because you're going to experience those too, right? And the whole point of this account wasn't to prove, like it would have been nice if it would have been profitable, but the point of the account was to prove that I can execute a plan. Yeah, yeah. And the bad is that I haven't been doing that consistently this week. I've been taking more time away when you know I've got other distractions happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's okay. I shouldn't be trading when I'm distracted. Yeah. But when I do sit down and I see my setups, I'm still able to pull the button or click the button, pull the trigger. And I think that's important uh, because, you know, you're just going to go through these periods. Uh, the ugly, and this is, uh, this is truth time, I think here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been finding myself unable to do the things that are required to be successful lately. And today, Friday, I think I've figured out why. And it's because that... I've been trying, I've been wanting to explore some new concepts and ideas, but I've been stuck at the point where I don't know how to backtest them. And that's because there's too much subjectivity to them or too much discretion. It just makes it really hard to qualify it as a strategy. Uh, Purdue really, I think, helped me out this week. He shared some interesting ideas that are simple and easy to test and got me excited about doing it again. So that's going to be my weekend is testing out some new ideas, trying to look for new tools to add to the toolbox. Because my suspicion is the setups that I've been developing uh, over the last you know four or five months, uh, we've hit a different type of market condition and they are yeah. not performing in this condition. Yeah. So I need to have other tools that I can rely upon when the conditions change. It's like what Rich was saying about identifying the market mood and then knowing what then going into your toolbox and saying, okay, what fits for these conditions? This one, this is the one I'll trade today. Right. So what, how would you describe the setups? Like what, what, uh, what are the, what's the market mood for the, the tools that you've, you've just, just finished honing that you're going to, they're going to put in the box. Well, I think, I think the less volatility, these don't work nearly as well. Uh, one of them is based on flag patterns, looking for a break and retest of a flag. Uh, and then that's the one I use for capturing trend days. That one, I just haven't had as many of those opportunities. And I don't know if it's because I'm not seeing them. I got to go back through and replay the last two weeks to see how much I missed because I missed a lot of trading. Uh, the other one that's not been performing well is the one I was using with overnight zones and using uh, looking for reversion trades, looking mm-hmm. for the overnight zone to get tested, looking for my qualification to say go long or short here and take it back to the other, you know, back to the mean. I see. Um, that's the one that's broken down the most. Uh, and uh, it may be because overnight zones is not the way to go. I've got some other ideas that I want to try to play with to see if I can improve that maybe by using balance areas or the previous day's volume profile. But it's all stuff that I need to just go and do. I need to choose to do it. You know? Yeah. Not keep thinking about it, not getting demoralized and like, you know what, I'll just go work on the business stuff or go work on something else because I don't feel like addressing this. Scavenger hunt. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So today, today I'm making the conscious decision to get back and finding the joy in it again. Find, I'm, I'm choosing to go and do the things that I know will make me successful. Uh, that's, that's beautiful, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. So yeah, tough weeks, but you know what? Those are the ones that we learn the most from and I'm, it's time to stop putting it off and learn what I need to learn. Well, do you think this time next year we'll be like, all right, hey, we, we, we did it. We're profitable consistently. I don't know that I can say that, but what I can say is that a year from now, we're going to be better. Good, 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 good. Because we, we're not supposed to think about the money. It's the process. Right, right. Right. And, yep. and, and conversations like the good, the bad, and the ugly today. I think both of us in a, in different ways are moving forward with our process and I agree healthy ways. And that that's fantastic. We're, we are going to be in better places next year. If we keep doing that, I got to say, uh, uh, one of the things I want to highlight from my learnings this week is that, uh, the discord is just such an amazing place. Um, like ha- it doesn't have to be our community, but have a community that you can go lean on when you're struggling. Yeah. Or even that you can talk about or mention an article or crack a joke about a company. Uh, people, yeah. pe- <laughs> people understand. <laughs> yep, yes. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Camaraderie. It's important. Very important. All right. Time for a bet? Oh, shit. It is. It is. Oh, oh. we are going time for long. a bet. What are we going to do? Play a song. Oh, oh but we've got uh, Jeremy's pick. Yes, yes, we're good. I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. I'm filling my position, squid your bitch, and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right. All right. Well, Jeremy sent us two stocks to look at. Uh, he said that we can go long, we can go short, whatever we want. He's just interested to hear our takes. Uh, okay. First one is FRC. I think that's the bank, right? First Republic? All right. FRC. Yes, that is. Um, hmm. Certainly seems like it found some support in that eleven to twelve dollar area. <laughs> okay, it's, <laughs> um, it's what the hell happened to this thing? Oh, that's the one that uh, was involved with uh, the banking crisis. I think it was questionable whether this bank was going to survive. Uh, I think it still is. Right. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, man. Okay, so wow. they have earnings on Monday pre-market, though, so I don't think we can, They've gone think we can take this one. From a high of 147.68 in February, mom's, my mom's birthday, February 2nd, uh, to a low <laughs> at $14 now. Yikes. They were at $120 or $115 on the 8th of March. Yikes. It's been a bad month for FRC shareholders. I mean, if 
you can get some cheap lottos maybe it'd be worth taking a flyer on that but uh, this i think the road to recovery on this thing is going to be a lot longer than people are willing to wait uh and the earnings pre-market i think that disqualifies that from being able to take a bet on it because we just don't know what's going to happen monday and it's pre-market yeah yeah so we can't even like be like oh i want to we Wait can't until, yeah we can't we can't buy pre-market before earnings well i don't want to buy it after the earnings are released either or sell it without knowing what those earnings are going to be okay all right no gambling all right rocket labs is the other one that oh we, uh... sold i i have shares in rocket labs <laughs> okay all right uh <laughs> you want to go long rocket labs well i mean i have shares in rocket labs i kind of want to go short Rocket Labs, if I was going to do that. Oh. Although I kind of want to wait a little bit higher, though. I want to short it at like $4.15 and then try to take it down to like three seventy. Wow. Wow. You would do that to my long-term portfolio. I'm not saying it's going to collapse. I'm just saying uh, I think it's. I think the sell side is in control right now, just looking at where the volume's at. No, it's true. I'm I'm dollar cost averaging in right now. Yeah. I'm I'm going like, yeah. Well, this is more. a ten year hold if uh get me getting cheap, give me some more. As much as people talk about space stocks, mm-hmm. like this is one I think I'd want to hold for twenty years. But if I'm making a trade for next week, I think I want to be short. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. Do it. All right. Uh, so we say half at the open and try to take another half at uh say four dollars and fifteen cents. Perfect. Where's our stop? Four twenty. Stop will be four twenty-five. Four thirty. Well, actually, we don't want to stop because we're going to lose either way. Oh, last it's the week. last week. Okay. Yeah. No stop. No need for stop. No short last rocket week. labs. Okay. All right. If this thing gets down to three, I'm going to put another couple hundred bucks in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like just arbitrarily. Like I mean, I'm yeah. dollar cost averaging anyway. But like, if it gets that low, like, okay, yeah. And I'm gonna put our take profit at let's say half at three seventy five. We'll let the other half run. That that's that's exactly where I put it. Yeah. Okay, and random has chosen New York Stock Exchange Consumer Durables Ingredient Incorporated. Ingredient ingredient ingredient. It's like ingredients, but with an I O N at the end instead of it's uh, ingr is the symbol well that's that's looking a little bullish it's looking uh, a little top heavy but it's flagging right now uh, volume's dropping uh, off i think roll again <laughs> i don't think that's how this works damn it <laughs> yeah i think we might be screwed <laughs> All right, all right. Fucking have to do another scavenger hunt or whatever. Chat well, whatever ChatGPT comes up with. Uh, it had some terrible ideas too. <laughs> Dress up in a funny outfit and take pictures for your social media. Like, yeah, did that one already. ChatGPT come up with some yeah. new ideas. It ripped us off. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. We're uh, short Rocket Labs, RKLB, and uh, Random's got some nonsense. Yeah, fuck Random.
ingrate something international ingrates international ungrateful bastards (laughs) incorporated (laughs) uh (laughs) at least we have jeremy to blame this week if we lose the month if we lose them oh no he gave us two though so he's got wiggle room like rocket lab he's also smart he's also smart and didn't give us a direction either he told us we could do whatever we want so yeah right good job good job jeremy (laughs) way to cover your bases we're still blaming you, Jeremy. <laughs> you Thank you for your help, guidance. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sincerely. Thank you, Jeremy. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, folks. That, that does bring us to the end of the episode. Thanks for coming by. But we got to close up shop. Uh, we'll be back at you soon. You know, with all the good stuff. The, the Lost to random again. Kyle, <laughs> why haven't we started a portfolio where we actually have money on random? Because... Uh, we've been talking about that for three years and still haven't done it. I'll 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 put up five hundred if you will. All right, All right. let's do yeah, it. Why not? All right, <laughs> <laughs> just just blindly buying a, a stock a week. No, that's fun. Okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, hey Kyle, what what should people do with that like and share button? Oh, they need to slap that five star rating like it's the ass of the star quarterback at homecoming and take care. He just <laughs> did, did. He win the game. Um, does it matter? Does it matter? No, he doesn't. <laughs> hey, it could be a it could be a condolences, Pat, or it could be a good job well done, Pat. Oh, yep. Either way, that hand is slapping that ass. Nothing says it like touching a butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy trades, folks. Happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.